They were all good. Yeah. Anyways. I, I think it was good. Anyways, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. Awesome. Episode 31. 31. What do you think about that? It's it's a big number. <laughs> I can't believe we've been doing this for, like, what, five or six months at this point? Yeah, this is pretty awesome. It's crazy. Anyways. And we keep just coming up with shit, We keep man. coming up with topics. <laughs> and, you know, I think we got probably four or five more episodes we could probably do. So Probably. Anyways. You guys got about four or five good episodes out of us, and then we're then that's it, and we're done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I'm kidding. We'll see. Anyways, uh, before we get into this one... Do you want to do like a little bit of a wrap up? Because I haven't really done a wrap up. Sure, you got a wrap. Yeah, do a wrap up. Yeah, I got a couple things I want to clear up real quick for the listeners because the last few episodes we've been kind of playing fast and loose with some facts. Sure, we've been we did pretty well for the most part, and almost all the errors that I want to address are on my end. So That's fine. If I have any, tell me because I haven't noticed anything. Like I haven't found one problem with any of your shit recently. Right, so that's been pretty good. All right, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I got one thing I want to get in real quick. So if you guys remember back to episode 26, I think which was the Abandoned Places episode. Okay, that was a good episode. It was a good episode, but I kept talking about Giaga Lake, uh-huh. the amusement park. I kept saying it was in Avon, Ohio. It's actually in Aurora, Ohio. Okay. Now, my research said Aurora the entire time. I kept saying Avon because I was thinking of Avon Lake. Yeah, Avon Lake. Now, Avon Lake is due west of Cleveland on the lake, to shore of Lake Erie. Yep. Aurora, Ohio is southeast of Cleveland towards Akron. Okay. So it's com- it's in the Cleveland metropolitan area, but it's com- two completely opposite ends of the area. Right. So I had to clear that up because that was that pissed me off. I knew about it immediately. I knew that like, once we recorded the episode that I made that mistake. I couldn't figure out a way to edit that out. But Yeah, there's no way. So I wanted to get that cleared up. The other thing I want to mention is on our last episode, the Bob Lazar episode, towards the end of that one, I started talking about an author by the name of Bill Cooper. Mm-hmm. Remember that part? Yeah. Uh, this guy, and I said that Bill Cooper said that Bob Lazar was kind of a, was a government agent, basically. Government agent. And I didn't yep. really have good evidence that Bill Cooper cited. He just kind of cited other people that he thought fit the mold, basically. Yeah. The one thing I need to bring up about Bill Cooper, and I noticed this in his book called Behold a Pale Horse, is that he plays fast and loose with facts as well. And he makes big mistakes, like, sure. in his history. And the one I wanted to address that popped up to me was he's talking about, like, the Illuminati, basically. And he mentioned a guy by the name of Alex Smith, or at not Alex Smith, Adam Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't know, have you ever heard that name before? He wrote The Wealth of Nations, which was... I've heard of that. It's like one of the capitalist yeah. treatises or whatever. It's a 900-page right. book. I got it at home. It's pretty uh-huh. interesting, at least. I haven't read it. I haven't read it either, but I got it. He claimed that Adam Smith and another guy named Adam Weishaupt, who was the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati in Germany, they both lived around the same time, but Bill Cooper mistaked the two as one person. Oh. Uh. And if anybody that's ever studied European history knows about both of these guys and knows that they were definitely not the same person and should never be mistaken as the same person. Gotcha. They're just two Adams living around 1776 <laughs> in Europe, and he merged the two people. Gotcha. And he had a whole a whole big, like a page of the, his book was about these two guys being the same person, which wasn't even, it wasn't like he thought they were the same person. He mistaked the two of them as one. Okay. And the, the theory that he tried to use is like, oh, well, the founder of capitalism is also an Illuminati person. Ah. It doesn't make sense to anybody that's ever studied history. Right. So the fact that he's making that mistake in a book that is as widely circulated as that kind of makes it makes you wonder what he really knows about UFO people. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Now, he does bring up some pretty good facts in that book, but you can't be making mistakes like that if you want to be that's taken a, seriously. That's a big mistake. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. And a lot of readers, unless you know European history, you're not gonna you're not gonna pick that up. I wouldn't. Unless you that. you unless you know about those two people prior, basically. Right. So I wanted to clear up those two things. Do you have anything that you want to get into or clear up? I don't know if you got anything. I can't think of anything. I don't. You know. Well, I think that covers it for the late night wrap up. Nice. Uh, what kind of news stories you got today? Do you got anything? I have two news stories, but okay. we didn't really plan on doing any football anything today. No, we didn't. But, but... I, I just have one little quick football thing, and I. I saw this today, and I thought this was kind of funny, and I kind of feel bad for this guy. Have you ever heard of the kicker Gary Anderson? Can't say that I have. the Vikings. For the Vikings? Is he a current player? No. Okay. So, check this out. I feel bad for this guy. In 1998, Gary Anderson was 39 for 40 on field goals and 67 for 67 on extra points. His only field goal miss costed the Vikings a Super Bowl appearance. No shit. Can you, could you imagine that? You're that good all year, and you miss one. 
and you don't go to the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's rough. That, that one's rough. I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I just I thought I'd share that because I, I feel for you, Gary. If you're listening so, out there, I feel for you. He converted between extra points and field goals over 100 tries that season Yeah, and missed the one in the NFC Championship game or whatever. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you imagine being a Vikings fan? Yeah, and you, if, you think that? About, if you think about it, remember recently, it wasn't too long ago, that Blair Walsh. Remember that really cold game in Minnesota between the Seahawks? and the Vikings it was like a negative six degree game it was a playoff game I think it was a it was either wild card or divisional round a couple years ago mm. and the Seahawks were really good and the Vikings were decent but were the kind of team you didn't want to play in the cold in Minnesota right and Blair Walsh lined up for like a, it was a it was literally it was a chip shot like a, I think it was under 30 yard field goal and he pulled it way way wide left and it would have put the it that's when Teddy the, Bridgewater, Bridgewater yes, was the quarterback yes, I yes. remember this now he yeah because I felt bad for Teddy because yeah that was their ticket to the playoffs, wasn't it? No, they were in the playoffs. Oh, that would have, they would have. I think that would have advanced them. Okay, but it was like a negative six. It was like freezing day. I Teddy, remember Teddy that. played his heart out. That dude, I love that dude. I don't know why I love him, but <laughs> <laughs> that's when they played in that outdoor stadium. Yes, which which stadium was that? That was in Minnesota. Soda Golden Gophers. That was a college stadium. Yeah, because their roof caved in from the snow. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah that was crazy. And then Blair Walsh missed. It was a chip shot. He pulled it. Like, he wasn't even in the same stratosphere. Yeah. He was it, so far off. It was like cake. a 20-yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that reminded me of that one. So, damn, Vikings fans and their kickers, man. Man, they need to draft a good kicker. They need to bring Sebastian Janikowski out of retirement. Man, he could probably still do it. Probably could. You know who could probably still do it is Hanson. Jason Hanson. I don't know who that is. Dude, he He's probably, like, the best lion to ever play on that team. Oh, I think Barry Sanders is probably the best lion to ever play I, on I that know. team. I it, know. It, it was a joke, but he's the highest scorer of all time on that team. Fair Jason enough. Hansen. He played for, like, 20-some years for the Lions. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, sure. you, got yeah. Some, you got some news today? Yeah, man, I got some news. I have one that's funny. I'll, I'll get my serious one done first. Okay. So this is from The Verge. Oh, God. <laughs> China has landed on Mars. China landed its first pair of robots on the surface of Mars on Friday. State-affiliated media confirmed on social media becoming the second country to do so, obviously after the United States. Greatest country on Earth. Damn it. After overcoming a daring seven-minute landing sequence, the country's Tianwen-1 spacecraft ejected the rover lander bundle for a Martian touchdown around 7 p.m. Eastern Time, kicking off a mission to study the red planet's climate and geology. We we have our we we have our little feelings on China, but it's kind of cool that you know we're we're getting to the red planet. Yeah, I mean, to, to the, if they can do it, yeah, uh, Elon Musk can do it. Elon Musk is already almost doing it. Yeah, like I I. I legit think I, I've watched a lot of Elon Musk interviews and I think within the next five years he's gonna he's gonna land on Mars I think he's gonna die on Mars I think he is too. that's he, my he hypothesis wa- he wants to die on yeah Mars. I think he's gonna make that happen <laughs> but that's pretty cool so China's up there now I mean I wonder do they have any laws in place for what interplanetary domain is like if, if China lands on Mars is that Chinese territory I don't know China doesn't really follow could you rules. imagine if like I, I can't imagine that Chinese space and United States space communicate a whole lot. Like in terms of who's driving around the rovers. Why do you Why do you think we started the space force? Exactly. But could you imagine, like, for a second, if the Chinese rover driver and the if they like cross paths somehow, <laughs> and they like get into like a right. like a interplanetary robot fight. It's like that show. What's that show with the robots fighting? Oh, Battlebots. Battlebots. Battle like Battlebots on Mars. Battlebots on Mars. <laughs> Could you imagine how funny that would be, though? Dude. And it would all be at... Because all that shit is broadcasted. Not broadcasted, but it, it's all video. They all have it on video. Could, could you imagine, like, the UN hearings on that? <laughs> Where they have to bring in the guys, and there's, like, video footage of them, like, crashing into each other right. or whatever. Their, their arms just trying to grab their shit. I don't know how it works, but... Oh, that's hilarious. I could imagine. That, I can, And these people, that that's the kind of thing that would happen. Right. You're no in my doubt. fucking Martian driving lane, asshole. You see the guys at NASA just trying to control this thing? Yeah. Fucking trying to kick China's rover's ass. Anyways, so China's up there. Yep, China's up there. No conflict yet, but it's probably going to happen. Probably. Anyways, I'm going to get into one real quick. Sure. This one comes from a country that we've mentioned a lot on the show, surprisingly. This Uh, one comes from Romania. All right. Which we've talked about a handful of times already, which it's a random European country, but we keep bringing it up. This one comes from Reuters.com, which a lot of people will tell you is one of the most unbiased websites in the world. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you that. But a lot of people will tell you that. (laughs) The headline reads, Vlad the Vaccinator. 
Vlad? Yes, Vlad. V-L-A-D. Okay. Vlad the Vaccinator. Dracula's castle lures visitors with COVID-19 jabs. Visitors to Dracula's castle are more likely to find puncture marks in their arms than their necks this month after medics set up a COVID-19 vaccination center at the Transylvania attraction. No shit. So, Dracula's castle, which is known for being the home of Vlad the Impaler, like the, I don't know, 15th or 16th century lord that killed a lot of people for no reason. Yeah. They decided, well, this is a good place to set up the vaccination shots. So they're, vaccini- <laughs> they're vaccinating people there. If you go there and you get your vaccine, you get free access to the castle afterwards. And you get to see what are like 52 torture devices or whatever that they got on display throughout the throughout the museum. You, you know, it's pretty amazing the way they're trying to incentivize people to get this damn vaccine. <laughs> it Jesus. is. In Ohio, you got a million dollar lottery <laughs> winning. <laughs> My God. In Romania, you get, you get free access to the... Like, what's next, guys? Like, like, I don't know. I, I like the creativity, I guess. I guess. So what else are they going to do in Romania? Well, they got they got the Strigoi running around. Monoliths are popping up. Monoliths are coming up everywhere. So, I don't know. I That's guess this funny. is the latest and greatest innovation from Romania. That's hilarious. But Well, if you want to go through that castle in Romania and you want to yeah. get your vaccine shot, shit, go ahead. No better time. No better time. Now, I'm pretty sure that the writer on Reuters.com that wrote this article probably thinks he's super witty for the way that that was, that was worded. Because I read that first paragraph word for word from that article. So. Well, that guy that wrote that doesn't even touch what this guy wrote okay. when I'm about to get into. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. Let's get into this one. All right, this is from my favorite odd news. Arkansas police capture loose pig. Avoid being ambushed. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Police in Arkansas responded to a call about a loose pig and recounted the capture, the effort, in a pun-filled social media post. Oh, pun-filled. As opposed to fun-filled? Yes. Pun-filled? Yes. Okay. The Barling Police Department said in a Facebook post that its code enforcement and animal control officer dispatched to capture a hamburglar, loose pig wandering the neighborhood. Officers established a perimeter around the suspect to keep it from getting ambushed by any partners in swine they might have. We're happy to report that the culprit's owner was so prized it was loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to stop. And quickly helped apprehend the suspect, and the pig was returned to the owner. That's basically the whole article. I'll bet you that, what did you say, that was Arkansas? Arkansas. That's probably the biggest yeah. news story <laughs> probably. of the year in I Arkansas. Think, I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever even heard of a news story you coming know, out of Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas is that one state that, in my mind, just doesn't really, like, it's like the last state you ever think of. Like, I forget that it exists. Like, you're drawing a map of the United States. You forget that Arkansas exists. You go from, like, Missouri to Louisiana. I kind of forget about North Dakota. See, you can't forget about the Dakotas because it's north and south. That's pretty easy. That's... I know, but it's like... 4% of the country right there. Yeah. With those two states. On Arkansas is the one that I forget about. I feel it. Although, I've met people from Arkansas. I've met people that live there, so... I don't think I know anyone from Arkansas. Anyways. If you're from Arkansas, tweet us at 30 in the... Yes, please tell us how you got there, if you're still there, and if you left, how you got out. And tell us if you've ever been ambushed by a pig. I can't say that I have. Have you ever Have you ever interacted with a pig, like actually like yes. interacted with it? Yes, when I was very young. Okay. On a, on a farm. Oh, on a farm. So you were on a farm? I was on a farm, yep. And I, and I shocked myself on the electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it with my knee, and it was not comfortable. Oh, yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. Anyways, I got one more I want to get into today. Sure. This one also deals with animals. Okay. This one comes from CBC Radio. Okay. Which I've never really heard of. CBC? I'm assuming that's, that's out of California. Okay. So, California condors are very rare, but 10% of them are trashing this woman's house. <laughs> According to the article, a woman named Cinda Michaels lives in California condor territory out in California. There's like a, like a, it's like the southern area of California, kind of inland a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a mountain range down there or something. And it's the only habitat for the California condor. There are only 200 of them in existence in the world, estimated. Mm -hmm. And that's up from as low as 40 in like the late 80s and early 90s. There are only 40 of these birds left. These are the biggest flying birds in the world. They got a wingspan, I don't know, like eight, eight, nine feet long. Damn. They're huge. They're basically vultures. Like, have you ever, you've seen turkey vultures around here. Yeah. Yep. Imagine that, but like twice the size. That's That's how big these things are. And they soar really high up and they only live in like the mountain ranges. Are they smart? They're pretty smart. Okay. And they have decent, like decent lifespan. Like they live a reasonably long amount of time. I don't know. Probably 20, 30 years, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that 
I don't have the facts up in front of me, but they have like a good lifespan. But they were down to 40. They're now up to 200, which is pretty good due to intense conservation efforts. 20 of them are living at this woman's house right now. <laughs> like, like living, like flying, hanging out, parking, like just like, you know how birds land? Right. They just, that's, that's their landing spot. I wonder why. I don't know, but they're shitting everywhere. <laughs> Something has to explain that. Uh, it's according to the researchers. Now all these birds are tagged because pretty much every condor out there, except for the newborn ones have been captured and tagged and released to be just basically tracked basically. Right. So they're all tagged. And according to the tags, these are all like teenaged condors. So they're not, they're up to full maturity yet. So they think that it's just like the teenage hangout for the condor species right now is this woman's house. It's interesting. It's hilarious. But could you imagine you have 10% of the entire species (laughs) living on your back porch? Dude, that would be terrible. But you know, if you're living out there, you're probably living out there for one reason. And that's to get a glimpse of these, these birds. And they're, that's one, it's on my bucket list. I'd love to see one. Now the chances of me seeing one are so remote because number one, you gotta, you have to get out there. Number two, you gotta be lucky enough to see one of the 200 that are flying around in the Southern California area. I want to know how many, times this lady's been shit on i didn't get into that in the article but i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if she's been i want to see her i want to see her car wash bill she probably parks in a garage that's true she could park in the garage but but okay you have 10 percent of the species parking their shit in your in your shit yeah you're gonna get shit on these are big birds basically yeah i mean you got it's not like could you imagine those droppings you're gonna get substantial you're gonna get shit on backing out of your garage there's no way you're not true anyways I don't know what to say about that. Just imagine you're taking off. You're, you're you're backing out. You're about to put it in drive, and then it's this big blob goes comes right on your windshield. You know, you've, she's got the chance to interact with an ultra rare species. People would kill for this opportunity. I think she's pretty happy about it. I don't all know. things considered, I don't know, man. We should probably get her on the show. Yes, send the send the Michaels if you're out there and you're listening. Please tweet us at thirty in the. We would love to interview you on the show. We 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 will even go out and visit you. Yeah. We'll make the trip. Yeah. So Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that that's what I got for news today. Perfect. So you got you got one more or are you done? Nope. I, I did all mine. Anyways, on to the main topic. I think we're it's about time we move on to this one. I'd say so. Pat, this is your episode. What are we getting into? Today we're getting into mysterious disappearances. Awesome. Now, it's not awesome because I was doing some research on this topic. The number of people that go missing every year is insane. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I was doing some research and I'm going to ballpark the number. So there's about 330 million people in the United States. 330. Right around there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little bit lower with the new sentences. I think it came out like 328 is what so it came out like to. That? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But there's roughly 600,000 missing person cases every year in the United States. It's insane. Now, that could be somebody that got found right away. But 600,000 people are reported missing every year. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are never seen again. And when I was getting into the research on this, it is insane how many people just disappear and are just never heard from Poof, again. gone. Just gone. And obviously foul play should be suspected in a lot of them. And a lot of them end up being serial killer victims or murder victims or suicides or just people that wanted to disappear because disappearing as an adult is not illegal i could decide that i just want to disappear i don't have to tell anybody where i'm going if i want to disappear i could just leave yep and there's nothing anybody can do about it right now family and friends could search if they wanted to but there's no legal obligation on my end if i just wanted to disappear you know what i mean right so i read a story about a a case like that with with a girl and it's interesting because a lot of these cases i think are something like that where somebody just decided they was one of the fresh start didn't Mm -hmm. want to deal with the breaking up or the the saying goodbye aspect and just decided to go so there's a lot of cases of this happening foul play is part of it people just disappearing is part of it but there's also a lot of mystery involved a lot of times where you know shit happens and it just doesn't make sense and there's a good show on i think it's hulu now called missing 411 which there's an author he's he's a former police detective turned author turned showrunner basically i can't remember his name but he's doing he's been doing this type of work for 30 years or something like that now where he profiles as many missing persons cases as he can and he tries to find trends right and he's got a show on where it's a pretty good show because he just starts off highlighting these cases like i don't know he did like four or five cases over the over the documentary length or whatever but he ended up tracing it back to a mysterious supposed occurrence that he thinks it would have trended to Mm -hmm. spoiler alert it's aliens but i figured (laughs) but it was it was was a really well done documentary because he didn't get into that right away it was just a missing persons documentary and then at the last 15 minutes it was like i have one that i might think is aliens so there's a lot of them out there now i got two that i think are really interesting i don't know how many how many did you end up with 
Uh, two, uh, three. Three, okay. I, I might, not, might so, not even get to the third one. This is a huge topic, though. Huge. There's so oh, many, and you, you, you can't. We this, can't this even... could be a huge series. This could be <laughs> this could be a series of podcasts on its own. A right. series of podcasts. We could do an episode a day for the next five years no and doubt. not scratch the surface of the number of cases that are out there that are even interesting. You know what I mean? Definitely. No, you're good. I thought I saw a ghost, but I'm good. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, Ben, you want to get into your first one? I learned about this guy a while ago, just going deep into YouTube. Okay. And he's actually not hard to find. This is actually a pretty well-known case now. It's been around for a while. Fair enough. But have you heard the story of Lars Matenk? I can't say that I have. Okay, this isn't in the United States. This is uh, across, the, across the sea. Okay. But Lars is a German, German citizen, and 28 years old. He disappeared on July 8th, 2014 in Bulgaria. All right, so little quick background. June 30th, uh, him and like four or five of his uh, school friends, they went on holiday. They call it holiday over there. Yes. We call it like vacation over yeah, there. Yeah, it's holiday. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So they went on vacation to a seaside resort of uh, Golden Sands in Bulgaria. And they were going to stay there a week. And now this, this guy, very nice guy. He had a good job, girlfriend. His friends described him as just this good dude, happy-go-lucky, always had a good attitude, good relationship with his parents, family, yada, yada, yada. So this is an all-around good guy. Sure, makes sense. And towards the end of their trip, he decides to go alone to go to McDonald's after a night of drinking. Which you never want to let that guy go alone. Right. And he gets into a fight with like four other guys at McDonald's, and they have a discrepancy over soccer teams. So they get into this big brawl, and he gets his ass kicked by these four guys, because it's four against one. Sure. And he ends up rupturing his eardrum, right? Yeah, you know, these Europeans, they, like, we're pretty into our football, but you and I aren't, aren't going to, like, come to yeah, blows about not, it. We might have, at some point, close, like, but we people, will never, I'll never lay a hand on you over football. They don't talk about it, but Europeans, like, people routinely die at these at these soccer matches. Yeah, man. They get, it, it's hardcore <laughs> over there. Yeah. So, that yeah, doesn't surprise man. me. That doesn't surprise me. Anyways. Yeah, so, got his ass kicked ruptured his eardrum so he goes gets himself checked out the doctor told him he can't fly right now because the altitude in the air it's gonna fuck your ear up even more and this this was like one of their last days so his friends they were like hey do you want us to stay because he needed to stay like another day or two sure so for his ear to heal up a little bit he's like no you guys go i can take a flight home tomorrow if i'm cleared you know i think i've heard this one before now that now that now that we get into this a little bit so a doc, he, he goes to see a doctor he refers him to a hospital and uh they give him an antibiotic which is used Used for this type of injury, it's called serofozyme. Uh, serofozyme. Serofozyme. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I apologize, guys. So he stayed behind. His friends left, and he insisted that he would stay alone. It's no big deal. Sure. So they were there a week. He needed to get a new hotel. So he got a new hotel near the airport in Bulgaria. Okay. When he got to his hotel and he was alone, this is when his behavior starts to change. That's never good. Yeah. So his behavior is starting to change, and he calls his mom in like a whisper. And he's like, you need to cancel my credit cards. I'm being followed. All this type of crazy shit. And uh, he's looking for places to hide. Uh, hotel cameras see him like pacing up and, up and down like in the foyer. Looking out the door, out the windows. Checking to see who in the hell's around. Yeah, I, I do remember this one. I was starting to ring a bell. Yeah. So July 8th, he goes to the airport. And I guess that day uh, in that, that hotel, the same day that the security cameras saw him in the foyer and shit. Sure. He left the hotel for an hour and nobody knows where he went There's interesting no evidence of anywhere this guy went but he returns yeah he comes back after an hour so the camera got him leaving and then coming back yep interesting okay yep and then there's no other camera of anywhere else seeing him where he went sure so the next day he gets up early he goes to the airport to catch his flight and he has to be cleared by an airport doctor before he can get on the plane makes sense so he goes in there and he's acting very nervous very paranoid and all that shit and some and the, the doctor clears him but a construction worker walks in because they're remodeling the terminal and when that construction worker comes in he like mutters something under his breath he's like I don't want to die here and he takes off he runs and the camera has him running and the camera has him running yeah. out of the oh, okay. airport he he uh, he kind of hesitates when he gets out of the front door of the airport but then he just takes off again and he hops like a eight foot barbed wire fence and he runs into the wood and into the woods never to be seen again without yes. a trace 
I've seen that one, and that was one I thought about digging for because that's yeah. a really it kind of gives you chills. Like, it's what the hell could have happened there? And there, you know, there's been sightings of him, uh, pretty much in a lot of different places: Canada, sure. Poland, where uh, else? A couple other places, but nothing concrete, nothing that they were able to verify it being him. Well, number one, in a situation like this, you would assume that you'd find a body pretty quickly, especially if he ran right. off in the woods. Yep. Now you would also think that a guy jumping a security camera would raise some sort of manned personnel yeah security, why don't they go after him? security chasing him like that you, know, you don't hop a fence in an airport especially under in today's time right and they're this just was... like oh don't worry about it that's just the lunatic hopping the fence at the airport that's like a major security concern yeah this is that's 2014 that would, that's I something mean... you would track like you'd put manpower into that and they did. I mean, they had, after, you know, after he ran out, they had a big search party. They used dogs. They used drones. Could not find him. His his parents got a private investigator to go over there. Yeah. Try and find him. Nothing. This guy just vanished. And they, they can't explain the paranoia because the the, the, med, the antibiotics that they gave him was used regularly yeah. to, to treat that. Sure. So why he freaked out like that, they, they just can't explain it. I would guess if I had to hypothesize, and I'm not not going to hypothesize on all of these, but I would estimate that it, if I had to guess, he wanted to, for whatever reason, disappear, and he, then this was all fabrication. All the behavior was a fabrication. Now, jumping the airport fence is a huge risk to take, because why would he wait till then to try to escape? You know what I mean? You know, I... Because you're risking life and death, basically, at that point. Honestly, I think he might have had, like, a really bad concussion, because he got his ass kicked. I think sure. they, I think they might have rattled his brain, And man. people do, do weird shit and afterwards. maybe the combination of a concussion, the medicine, the just having your head knocked, maybe something triggered, like yeah. some type of schizophrenia, and he just took off, it was over with. Or maybe he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time and saw the wrong thing. It's possible, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one. There's a, yeah, there's a weird, man. We could do we could do an entire we could do a couple episodes probably just breaking down all the facts on that case alone. Yeah. So yep. that's an interesting one. Definitely. You got one? I do. I got one I want to get into. Sure. This one is pretty well known, but we're gonna get into it anyways. This is the disappearance of a guy named Don Lewis. I don't know if you've ever heard that name before. It rings a bell. So Jack Donald Lewis was born in 1938. He was a self-made millionaire living in Florida. He was mostly out of the Dade area, but he ended up in Tampa, Florida. After finding success in a variety of industries, including real estate and used car sales, Don found himself immersed in a love affair with a woman named Carol. And this was back in 1981. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is Don would have been right around 42, 43 at the time. Carol was right around 19 or 20 at the time. Damn. Now, he just kind of they just kind of ran into each other late night one night it's kind of weird but it's not they're weird it's not abnormal weird and they're 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 weird but yeah i mean it's weird and he he was known to be kind of not i'm not going to use the term predator but he he kept his eye open for girls basically so it was what sure, he did. sure young women i right. guess so they met in 1981 and over the ensuing decade they basically were in a love affair right. now both of them were married at the time she was married and he was married so they were both married to separate people at the time in the early 80s they started like doing business deals together despite the fact that they were married and they eventually both left their marriages and got married in 1991 now don was a wealthy man like he everything that he would do he kind of ended up making money in whether it was used car sales real estate was his big thing Mm -hmm. but he was well established in the community and had like lawyers and people that knew him and worked for him and worked with him throughout his career basically okay so he had this carol woman with him as it basically became his wife but kind of his partner basically they shared a love of exotic animals like cats and whatever so that that's kind of how they bonded was over these basically animals and then a love of money and real estate and everything. They they worked well together. They like they they made it all work and they made money together. Yeah. Now they ended up getting married in 1991, despite the fact that they were 23 years age difference apart. And by that point, Don had kind of gotten bored with her because she was in her 30s now and he was kind of keeping his eye open elsewhere. And he was interested in Costa Rica for some reason. He he was investing money down there and he thought that Costa Rica was where he ended up. He wanted to retire. But so in the 90s, the relationship started to become strained because they had two different goals. Carol was much more into taking care of the animals and becoming like a wildlife sanctuary, basically. Mm-hmm. Don liked the animals, but was a businessman first and foremost. Right. His goal was to move to Costa Rica eventually. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, I'm going here. Carol, you can come if you want. Now, Carol didn't really have anything else because she didn't have a lot of money or access to anything on her own. But here's a millionaire guy who had a lot of resources and whatever to make her dreams happen. So in 1997, Don disappeared in August of 1997. He said he had to wake up early the next day. She never saw him again after that. He left the house and was never seen again. Sure. There is no evidence really at all as to where the hell he 
ended up. A lot of people speculate that he was flying to Costa Rica and he crashed a plane that wasn't registered on an untracked flight because Don did not have a pilot's license, okay? Whether that happened or not, you would think that a missing plane would attract as much attention as a missing millionaire, you would think. Right. Like, some asshole's just not going to say, oh yeah, take my plane. If it comes back, great. If not, oh well. Like, that is that a realistic story? Probably not. Probably not. And planes have to be registered, so having an unlicensed plane, you have to be really good to kind of pull that one off. Right. A lot of people speculate that Don just went off to Costa Rica, but they don't really have any evidence towards that. There are also claims that Carol had Don murdered and fabricated all the ensuing evidence towards his disappearance in an attempt to murder him and then take what would have been their fortune at that time. Right. So when you break it all down, a millionaire doesn't go missing every day. And that's what makes this case interesting, in my opinion, is how many times do you, do you know a multi-millionaire just going, just disappearing? Usually disappearances are young girls or young people, basically. Like in the case that you brought up, it's a young person. This is a 59-year-old millionaire, right. well-established in Florida in the late 90s. Those people don't go missing every day. Jimmy Hoffa. Well, he was involved in high crime. Sure. That's the thing. Like, did a lot was, for the unions, though. He did, but... <laughs> kind of. He was, he was definitely killed by the mob. Mm-hmm. But, so Don Lewis disappears, and nobody really knows what happened. Now, this case is kind of popular these days because of the show Tiger King. They kind of bring this this case up a little bit in that, that show. Bitch, Carol Baskin. So, um, that's what made the, the case prominent. But it's a really interesting missing person case, because how often does a millionaire just, poof, disappear? Not very often. And they even go so far as to say that Carol fed him to the tigers, or had him buried on the property, or whatever. And his daughters, who got nothing out of this entire thing, his daughters from his previous marriage, are adamant that she killed him. Whether or not that happened or not, I don't know. I think the most likely thing is that he just went to Costa Rica and goes like, I'm not dealing with this chick anymore. She's crazy. She's over 30. I'm not interested anymore. I'm just going to go to Costa Rica where I've got... And he, he had he had mistresses down there in Costa Rica too. Right. So it's not like he was wanting in that department. I mean, it makes sense that she fed him to the tigers. Yeah, it does. But it's an interesting case. Like, it, it is an interesting missing person case at the very least. So. Right. And wasn't there like a... Wasn't there a chipper that she allegedly probably put him in to, to mesh him up, then feed him to the tigers? It was but a meat grinder. It was a meat grinder. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't find any remnants of him in the meat grinder. The other problem, too, is that the meat grinder that was on the premises was removed from the premises yes, weeks I was, prior to his disappearance. I was just about to mention that, that she had a, a different one come in. So, and, dude, I don't know how. It, I definitely think she did it, just from what I've seen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she seems like the type. She seems she seems like an opportunist at the very least. Right. And he, he, gave, he gave her the opportunity to fabricate the story. Mm-hmm. Now, when they took his will out, the disappearance is in the first line of, like, it was like death or disappearance. I've never seen, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't deal with wills every day. Right. That seems like an interesting thing to yeah. just kind of toss in there. Yeah, no doubt. And to have him immediately declared dead on the first legal day that they could do so, that doesn't help the case either, you right. know? And that's not normal to, to, to just say that. Yeah. And they had they had a 16-year romantic relationship between the time that they first met and his disappearance. Yeah. So it's not like this was a brief affair. This was a 16-year yeah. thing that they had going on. So. so she could have potentially planned that over a decent amount of time. Yeah. And then tensions definitely arose because these two people, they didn't seem like they really saw eye to eye behind the fact that when they were when she was young and he was horny, they got along really well. You know? Right. So That's crazy crazy shit. Anyways, that's the disappearance of Don Lewis. Uh, there's a lot you can look into. It's really interesting. It's obviously, it's, it's very pu- well publicized, but even back then it was talked about. Like in 1998, People People Magazine did a thing on him. Like what happened to this guy? So this has been talked about for over 20 for years. For a while, yeah. Because again, it's not really that a multimillionaire in Florida just poof, disappears. Right. Especially one as well established as Don Lewis. So, wa- watch Tiger King, guys. If you, if you, you kind of want to get an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, that I'm not going to lie. Tiger King is one of my favorite things Dude, that's it's ever been so created. Good. I've watched it four or five times all the way through. I've only watched it once, but it was really good. It's a comfort show for me. It's something I can put on if I'm in a bad mood, and then immediately it, it makes my mood better. It doesn't matter <laughs> what episode it is. I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. So Yeah, it's really good. Anyways, do you got any more you want to get into? Yeah, I can do one more. All righty. This is a short one. You ever heard of the disappearance of the crew on the Mary Celeste? Yes, and I thought about doing this one too. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think it's aliens. I don't. I want to hear what you got though. So, Mary Celeste was a ship, and it was it was a uh, American merchant ship. Wow. American merchant ship. 
Okay. It was in operation from 1861 to 1872. Yes. Right? So the ship was just found by the coast of the, the Azores Islands, which is in like the mid-Atlantic that's closer It's closer to Africa. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So on December 5th, it, it was found by a uh, another Canadian, I think a Canadian ship. I, I forget what they yeah. were called. I don't know the details. S- some weird name, but they were, they were Canadians, and they found them on December 5th, 1872. Everything was intact with this ship sure everything all the the crew's belongings um the cargo everything was intact yep the so log the log intact. the log was intact everything was there what the hell happened to the crew there were like 10 people plus the captain right so i think 11 or nine i think plus it was captain. i think it was 10 because there were seven crew the wife the captain and i think yeah like a passenger okay. or something okay so there's 10 total and so there's 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 some things that you can rule out right away right so pirates you can rule out pirates because be- nothing was taken nothing was taken now Another theory is that so there were 1,701 barrels of industrial alcohol on the ship. Okay. Right. And a theory is that they jumped ship because they smelled fumes and they thought it was leaking. They thought that the boat could possibly explode. So they all jumped ship, took, you know, life rafts or whatever they had. I think the life raft was missing on the boat. I thought I read that. I don't know if you guys. I did not. I don't read that. I thought the life raft was It's possible. Yeah. Okay. But even then, they tried to get to land. They would have been seen somewhere, even if they were in a lifeboat. In my opinion, it depends. They would have landed in lands. They would have. They would have gotten to land somehow, some way, if they were in the lifeboat. I don't know. See, the ocean is different. I think a lifeboat mostly keeps you alive till another boat can come save you. It depends where they were. Yeah. Okay. So they thought that the boat could have exploded. They jumped ship. Yada yada yada. Bam. Maybe they died. Whatever. There was another. There's another theory of foul play that they arrived to the islands and the Canadians that found them just killed them all. And they wanted to take whatever was on their boat. But they only ended up with like a sixth of what they found on the boat. So that didn't really work out. So that, that speculation was kind of thrown out as well. But so that's still kind of free salvage. Kind of. Kind of. But, you know, but about the bar- the uh, the barrel theory, when the boat, when they when they checked the boat, nothing was leaking. They smelled no fumes. Everything was good. So you can kind of throw that theory out of the water too, no pun intended. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So if you're talking about bad weather, this type of shit was dealt with all the time, okay? These boats went through that shit all the time, crossing the Atlantic, and I I just I don't I don't believe that weather killed all these guys. And and there's and there's no trace of any of these people. Nothing. And nothing came to shore, no lifeboat, no nothing. And one thing that I think should be brought up going along that line is why if if that were to be the case, if something were to be the case like that, why is it only one boat out of the hundreds of thousands that were on the ocean over the course of exactly. 200 years. Why is it only... Why is it that one? Why is it just one boat? Exactly. It's weird. It's very weird that it's just one boat where this happened. It's, you know? it's, it's so unexplainable because... And you have to imagine that these routes happen all the time. That these... You know what I mean? Yeah. So searches were probably uh, pretty frequent because you have to you have to imagine that there were some shipwrecks. Okay? That weather probably took a lot of ships. Exactly. Right? But... But this one made it the undamaged. Was, yeah, there, everything was intact. So that's why I rule out weather. Okay, these people just disappeared off the boat. And the other thing too is, is let's say for instance there was an incident where they thought the ship was going to blow. Mm-hmm. The last thing you're going to write in the goddamn boat's log is going to be abandoned ship. You're going to leave some yes evidence towards that. That's and, just part of maritime whatever. And, and they were able to log the weather. They wrote down that they went through re- weather. They, yeah. They, they, wrote, they wrote that down. So they obviously survived the weather, possibly. So I just, I don't see any other, I don't see any, any other explanation but aliens. Honestly, they're probably abducted. And they, they probably were. were. And they never, and they never came back. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like that there would be some evidence come to shore, a lifeboat, a body. I don't know, man. It's weird that, and again, it goes back to the whole log thing. The only thing missing supposedly was navigation equipment, according to what I read. The only thing that wasn't on the boat. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense because what are they gonna? They're gonna bring a sextant on the fucking life raft, life right. raft. Like I doubt it, you know. So it's like, and if they did, if they did take the lifeboat, wouldn't they have? And wouldn't they have landed somewhere? Wouldn't they have gone? Somewhere, well, all, ten, all ten of these people were never seen again. Lifeboat, I mean, an overcrowded lifeboat. You're gonna pile everybody in. You're gonna make excuses to get everybody into a lifeboat. We don't know how big the lifeboat. That was. could have capsized immediately. I mean, 
mean, if it was if it was a ship designed for ten people, you'd assume that the lifeboat would be able to hold ten people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's weird. I didn't. I haven't done as much research on that as I'd like to. I feel like I saw at one point a good explanation for it, but that's eluding me right now. So same. I think aliens is as plausible as anything. I mean, yeah, man. I'll chalk I it mean, up to the little green guys. Yeah, we'll chalk it up to maybe maybe Bob knows. Bob Lazar probably knows. He probably maybe they have the ship at Area Fifty One. You know, if they don't have the ship, they probably have that in that. They probably know what happened in that book that he talked about reading or the the briefing that he had about. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. You got one more? I do have one more. Sure. This one is a disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Have you heard about this one before? I don't think so. Brian Schaefer was born in 1979. He was a medical student at the, he was a medical student at the Ohio State University. Okay. On Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been down there? I've been to the campus a few times, I think. Uh, Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yep. So on March 31st of 2006, he disappeared at a bar in Columbus and was never seen again. Wow. And this is a thing where people disappear at bars when they're just out in the town. Usually it's young people in their 20s or late teens. More times than not, it's a girl that just goes out and just never comes home and is a missing person. This guy uh, was one of those stories where he went out and was just was never seen again. What's interesting about the story is the bar in question was called the Ugly Tuna Saluna, which... <laughs> Is an interesting name, but it was, I think it was like, wherever it was, it had one public entrance and exit, just one door where you got in and you got out, okay? Mm-hmm. And there was a security camera mounted right there focusing on the bar. Okay. And something I didn't know about Columbus is that there's a ton of crime down there. So Columbus has more security cameras than the next three biggest cities combined. No shit. So they have a lot of security cameras down there and had a lot of security cameras back then. And I've watched the security camera footage of him going in the bar, but never coming out. So basically he was out on the town, it was spring break, and... And he was a medical student. He was getting ready to go on a trip with his girlfriend. She was supposed to be out with him that night, but she decided to go back home to Toledo, Ohio. And his father knew where he was, but was like, hey, you probably shouldn't be going out tonight, whatever. But he was like, no, I'm going to go out anyways. I just want to go have some drinks, have some fun, whatever. So he goes to this bar and he, he started off there and then he kind of bar hopped around the city and ended up back at the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was like uh, 1.30 or whatever, kind of right around, like right before, like an hour before last call or whatever. Sure. Video of him kind of hanging out outside the bar kind of talking to some chicks whatever and then he disappears and he goes back in or at least it looks like he goes back in now there's nowhere else for him to really go outside of going back into the bar okay uh, okay real quick it looks like he goes back in or he goes back in it looks like he goes back in okay so but we, there's, do, we don't know if he went back but in. there's nowhere for him to go that's the thing is the cameras got him at, a, at an angle where the only place to disappear off to would be into the bar does that make any sense at all there's no way that he could have turned a corner or he walked there, there was nowhere there's no corner to turn it was all walled. Does the door open to the outside or the inside? Could the door that's open could have blocked him from leaving? Unlikely. No. You get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, but I, okay. I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is that people people have addressed these questions. Okay. And they think that the only thing, the only place he could have gone was... Inside. Inside. Okay, fair enough. So, he went inside, and then there's video of the crowd leaving, and he is not among any of the people, which wouldn't be that big of a deal if anybody had ever heard from him again, and nobody's ever heard from him since then. Just poof, disappeared, he's been missing for 15 years now. They're a base I don't know how to get into details on that. Was he really drunk? Didn't look like it. It looked like he was drinking, but not. Did any of the people he was with say anything? Or was he just by himself? No, he was out with friends, and the friends were kind of weird about something. Like, the one, I don't know if he refused to take a lie detector test or he failed the lie detector test. Somebody didn't do a lie detector test, basically. So there's a lot of evidence pointing towards foul play being involved. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this case, in my opinion, is his girlfriend was calling his phone every day for like a month afterwards. Now, immediately, it would go to voicemail every single day except one day where it rang for three rings before it went to voicemail damn now the cell phone company's like oh that was just a glitch but no the other thing that was interesting is that he did get a cell phone tower ping like 14 miles away from the bar at one point after he disappeared. Okay. He was kind of a weird guy. Like, he was a medical student, but he really wanted to, he like, he was a Jimmy Buffett fan, so he wanted to be like the next Jimmy Buffett was his real goal in life. Hmm. He wanted to move down in the tropical area and become like a Margaritaville person, basically. But there's no, there's no concrete evidence as to why he would have just up and disappeared on his own. The other thing, too, is how the hell did he get out of the bar without it being picked up? 
on camera. Okay, now, is this bar a singular building, or is this attached to a building? From what it looked like on the video, and I do not know this off the top of my head, it looked like it's like a bar in a mall, like an inside like an inside building, like in a mall. And in the video, it looked like it was like a second story, almost. So it's like you go up an escalator, and then you get into like a concourse. But where the bar was situated, there was only one, there was only one place to go into, where the camera's showing. So there's no... There's a dead employee end. entrances there's no there's no other door anywhere in the back there's no public doors so there, i think there had to have been some back door somewhere okay now could he have had a friend working at the bar that smuggled him out the back and that was it i could totally see him just walking out the back door yeah so it's not the so that okay so i was thinking that that front door was the only door in that bar it's that, only a public door now this is the, the okay, reason why i'm bringing it up is there have been 15 years of people researching this case yeah i don't know why they're not bringing that fact up is there is there a security camera on the back door? Apparently not. See, okay, this this could easily be explained. Okay, but why are people? Why he are walked people, out the back door? But why are people researching it for fifteen years? I don't know. Are they just bored? Maybe like, we're just, we're just not going to ignore this part of the whole thing. Yeah, there's now. I don't know for sure. There's a back door. <laughs> I'm assuming that there's a back door. There's got to be an employee door. They got to get equipment in. They got to get booze in. They got to get booze in. They, they you know yeah. they they you know. So he had a friend. He had a friend that worked there, or somebody that knew how to get back there. It didn't even have to be an employee. It just had to be someone that knew the way in dude i mean or out. I, I worked at a bar people wander into the back all the time yeah through the kitchen they're usually in like kitchens and restaurants there's usually an access outside so you're telling me that the family should have hired you to be the pi that's what i'm thinking to to, to wrap up this case <laughs> No, but it's just, I'm just like, all right, well, either he's still in the building and he's dead and he's hidden, or he- Which, that doesn't- That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no way. Or, he walked out the damn back door and he wanted to start a new life. Maybe he changed his identity, or maybe somebody lured him back and killed him and- Got rid of the body somehow. Got rid of the body somehow, still had his phone. Now, that is a theory. There is a theory that he was killed. I guess there's a serial killer in the Midwest called the Smiley Face Killer. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one i listened to an entire documentary on the smiley face killer. now he has never been caught correct i think it's called a happy face killer oh the one that i had was the smiley face killer he was he's maybe they're two different midwest he kills young guys and leaves their bodies near water no i don't think that's, that's all i know about the smiley face killer but there's a theory out there that he got attached that he was a victim of that the problem is, is that they never found a body right so well i i think we could conclude that he walked out a different door if he's some, not... some entrance somehow he somehow yeah. got out of the bar not through the main entrance. Just not through the main entrance. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, I guess the reason why I bring it up is it's been 15 years and it's still regularly talked about on disappearance Yeah, I mean, pieces. it's crazy. I mean... And it's an interesting video to watch. Like, I watched a video on it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, but, I looked that one up. What's his name? Uh, Brian Schaefer. Anyways, that's all I got for disappearances. That's, that's basically what I got. I I, I was going to kind of go over D.B. Cooper, but... We could save that. Uh, yeah, we could, we could save, save that. Because I got another idea for a future episode. Sure. Where we talk about people that do stuff but nobody knows who they are. Yeah. I think D.B. Cooper would be a perfect guy to kind of cover on that one. Sure. So, listeners, you have something to look forward to. Uh, we'll do... Eventually, we'll do a mysterious people that did something but we don't know who they are. Unidentified people? I don't know what you would right. call that. Probably unidentified well, people. He called himself Dan Cooper, but... A- reporting error called him db Cooper. yeah that's, that's what that's, that's what, what he's known as that's now. what you know and that's an interesting case in and of itself so i think that's one we can definitely get into i'm looking forward to doing that at some point for sure but i think and, and again there there are so many there's millions of these cases like i i just googled and i was like man i don't know which one to choose it's overwhelming <laughs> but i think we did pretty well covering that and one thing i wanted to bring up real quick is i think missing persons is a convenient sort of excuse for the establishment to do some really stupid shitty ass things to people that are inconvenient for them like oh he just disappeared that happens because statistically speaking it happens to two tenths of a percent of americans every year right so i was thinking about that for a second i don't know it, it's scary and it's it doesn't this doesn't get talked about as much in the true crime thing because there's not a satisfying conclusion to any of these right there is no conclusion to any of these cases that we brought up it's just more and more questions there's a there's a show on either I think I think it's Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. It's pretty good. Well, there was that was an old show back in like the 90s. It's older, but there's new ones I think. And they got they got two new it's like a two six part series that they've been releasing. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty interesting too. Yeah. yeah, those are really good. But it it just sucks watching them because the ending just sucks because because you, you just don't know. Yeah, you it's like know. you get into this case and it's just like no solution. On to the next. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. Anyways, I think I think that was a pretty good episode. All things considered. 
considered. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, I'm going to get up the statistics real quick and see. Are you good with your missing people? Yeah, I'm all set. Hopefully, we don't encounter any of our own anytime soon. Man, let's hope. But that's an interesting topic, at the very least. Statistic-wise, let's see what we're looking at right now. We had a pretty... We didn't have a great week. I don't think people wanted to hear about Bob Lazar as much <laughs> as we wanted to talk about Bob Lazar. Uh, that's why I think uh, we had to hold off on Aliens Part 4. Yeah, good thing we did. Which is coming, by the way, guys. Aliens Part 4 is going to be coming out here pretty soon, <laughs> so get ready. We are up to 1,310 listens. No shit. Uh, in the last seven days, we've had 26 unique listeners hit the show. Are you kidding me? And we were up to 29 today, so it rolled over until the next day, and we were up, we fell to 26. Damn. But at one point this week, we had 29 active people hit the show that's awesome now i wonder if it was my vpn pinging five or six different times every time i checked in on the show but so that would only be that only be six or seven listens at most right so that means there are 22 other people out there at that minimum hitting our show it's fantastic keep listening guys we really appreciate it yes we really appreciate everything you guys have done for us please tweet us at 30 in the hey and also if there are any topics that you guys want to hear us talk about tweet us at 30 in the let us know what you guys want us to talk about yes please tweet us we're not really running out of ideas, but we can We're always not, we can always use some more. We can we, always we wanna, use some we want to keep you guys in mind. We want to keep the listeners engaged. Right, no doubt. So if you guys have any topics that you think would be fun to listen to me and Ben cover at four thirty in the morning, please tweet us. Tweet us. Anyways, I think the show's going pretty well. <laughs> all, I think all things so. considered. <laughs> Considering we're train wrecks, we're doing good. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. We're just making this shit up as we go. My research was all done. I started my research at 3.35 in the morning today, <laughs> and I cranked it out. So I'm pretty happy with what I've got. I think you did pretty well as well today. You had a lot of notes written down there. so. Yep, did pretty good. This was about uh, about a half hour's worth. <laughs> hey, you know. Hey, got the job done. Well, I, what I do is, depending on what topics that we pick, I'll I'll listen through to things like throughout the week, and I'll sure. just, just kind of like pick what is more most interesting to me yeah and then i'll come home and then i'll just kind of jot shit down that i kind of remember makes and, sense yeah anyways uh it's been a fun show been fun social media is coming we have to start advertising <laughs> at some point we have to figure out a plan for that i i got a plan I'll, maybe I'll, memorial day weekend sure might be a, like a good point to like start putting something together for sure but i think we're gonna get big i think that there's a market for us idiots i think so there's no there are no working people that really do a podcast like this you know I Nobody, agree. nobody's putting in the hours at actual work that we put in right and then coming in and doing a podcast on the side right so that gives us a unique perspective for sure but we're having fun with the show we thank you very much guys please tweet us at 30 in the yes please tweet us you got anything else tonight ben i'm all set man all right i think it's about time to sign off so peace So he had this Carol woman with him as it basically became his wife, but kind of his partner. Basically, they shared a love of exotic animals like cats and whatever. I had a feeling this is what it was. I knew Don Lewis rang a bell. <laughs> God damn it! <sighs> I just didn't know Carol was that much younger. Okay, I know what this is. God damn. I can't believe it took me that long. That's what she said. Anyways. Over the, over in the 90s, his relationship with Carol ended up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So. I do a very good Smeagol voice. Let's hear it. Why do you cry, Smeagol? I don't know, but I'm getting I'm getting chills right now. So I I practice my voices. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know that about me. I practice a lot of voices. Oh Lord! Because one day I might be. You never know what's going to come up. You've got a good voice. You you never know what's going to come up. So if somebody. I might run into someone that might need a voice actor. I'm your guy. Okay, guys, if you are a <laughs> casting producer or a showrunner or anything that needs a voice actor, a video game person, please tweet us at 30 in If you've been impressed with Ben's <laughs> vocals and you'd like to get him in because sign me up. He's interested. He's ready to go. I'm going to be his representative. I'm going to be his agent in this deal. 
Definitely. So contact me through 30 in law and we'll get we'll get the ball rolling <laughs> on this one. 